because this is the most important time we have in our history. And if we don't do something about it, we don't stand in that gap and we're not prayerful intercessors and we're not joining arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder with our Jewish brothers and sisters. I, I'm not forecasting the future. I'm just saying bad things happen. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Today we continue our series on remembering the Holocaust and its survivors. And we are here on the Charisma Podcast Network. So before I introduce our guest for today, I want to share with you a special new app that we have here at Charisma Media to serve you even better. Many of you will read Charisma Magazine in print, and I'm sure that you would also like to listen to it. You can do that now through a special website called charismamediaaudio.com. Be sure to check it out. Right now there's a 10-day free trial you can participate in and see how you like listening to Charisma as well as reading it in print. So just go to charismamediaaudio.com and we thank you. So today on Charisma Connection, we want to focus on how Christians and Jewish people are coming together to support Holocaust survivors. And today we have Rabbi Howard Shapiro and Mr. Bill Callahan with us who are working together in South Florida as faith leaders and bringing Jews and Christians together to help Holocaust survivors. So we're going to talk to each of them, but first I want to tell you something about them so you can get acquainted. Rabbi Howard Shapiro is certainly a community builder in the Palm Beach area. He is working with Morse Life as a rabbinic consultant on the Now for Holocaust Survivors initiative. And Bill Callahan is a member of the Mordecai Council for Christian Women for Israel, a program of the Esther 414 Foundation. And uh, Bill also has experience uh, being an ambassador in Israel. He is a Yad Vashem ambassador, and he will be in Israel uh, this year volunteering at the Holocaust Museum. Uh, there are many things that we could share about Bill and Rabbi Howard, but uh, first of all, we want to welcome them to Charisma Connection. Thank you both for being with us. Nice to be here. Thank you for having us. Well, it's great to have you both, and I know that you both have a heart for the Jewish people who have survived the Holocaust. We want to talk today about the NOW campaign. Could you tell us more about what the NOW campaign is? So, there are... And this is Bill, right? Excuse me? And this is Bill, no, this is Howard. Oh, this is Howard. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Bill, Bill has that great radio voice. This is... <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is Howard, and uh, the Now campaign uh, began because we, we, we have known this but not paid as much attention to it as we hoped we should have, that there are approximately 12,000 survivors in Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's estimated that maybe 5,000 of them, up to 5,000 of them, are living in poverty. 
So it's called the Now Campaign because if you do the, the math, um, they are up there in the years. Uh, and if we don't help them now, uh, the question is, when can we help them? Absolutely. And um, does now stand for something, Rabbi? It stands for now. Let's do it now. <laughs> actually, there's a, actually, there's a wonderful, there's a wonderful statement by uh, one of the rabbinic sages that says, um, "If not now, when?" Yes. In other words, if we don't do it now, when will we do it? And uh, little, he, he was talking. The rabbi was talking about um, doing good. If not now, when? The need here is certainly immediate. Rabbi, I understand you are representing the Morse Life Foundation. Could you refresh our memory as to what Morse Life does and how you're leading this initiative? So Morse Life is uh, one of our community institutions that has been um, in existence for 36 years, helping seniors in our community. They serve probably about uh, just under... 3,600 seniors every day in the community and on the campus that they have. They have a campus of uh, residential and um, all kinds of care for seniors. Uh, They have have a multitude of services they provide, and uh, they are willing and wanting to do this for Holocaust survivors. Mm, Wonderful. Now, Bill, you are representing Christian Women for Israel, but you're not a woman, so could you explain that to us? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I hope you could take you. a job, uh, Bill. <laughs> oh, I, absolutely. I have a great sense of humor about good, it. Good, um, good. Actually, I, I grew up with all women, so oh. I, have a twin <laughs> sis- I, I have a twin sister and was raised by a single mother, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, it's been something that I'm uh, familiar with. But yeah, I, I represent um, the Mordecai Council, which is um, which is comprised of thirteen, um, uh, you know, leaders within the Christian community, and they're representing the over fifty-two thousand women that represent Christian Women for Israel and the Esther four fourteen Foundation. And just as any good Mordecai would be, um, it's the expectation that we're there to protect our Esthers, pray for our Esthers, and obviously give them. Uh, wisdom and uh, and prayer, and you know, like any Mordecai, uh, we have to have compassion, you know, strong faith, courage, and hope, because obviously those are the embodiments of of a Mordecai. And the organization does a lot of things, but mainly it it stands in the gap for for Israel and stands in the gap for the Jewish people at a time such as this when we're seeing rising anti-Semitism and hate. Um, sprout up in many forms, and obviously, our goal is to pray for our, pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters, but also, more importantly, stand up for them, and um, and speak proudly and loudly about our family. So, proudly and loudly, I like that. Well, anyone who has read the Book of Esther knows that you are talking about these uh, figures in the Bible, Esther and Mordecai. Um, Maybe you're helping us to go back and read that scripture one more time. Um, Very important figures in the Bible. So the importance of Christians and Jews working together, this has not always happened, has it? 
Um, no, it has been. Sure. And, yeah. Well, go ahead, Joe. You go. Um, oh, uh, yeah, but, no, Rabbi, yeah, I was just going to say, and, and yeah, uh, is that obviously the history um, with Jewish and Christian people, if you go back in time, is a, is a bit horrific. Um, in, in fact, the reason why a Holocaust even occurred was because um, Christians turned their backs. I mean, there were 27,400 who stand in the Hall of the Righteous at Yad Vashem, who risked their lives to stand up for Jewish families to help, you know, to safeguard them and, and protect them. But millions and millions of others did not. And so the history there has uh, not been good, but um, there's a new, there's a new relationship. And that relationship is defined by one of respect and love that we work together. Um, we seek our common ground. Uh, obviously we all believe in the protection and the blessing to Israel and uh, furthermore to that, it's just on a human level. Uh, it's our responsibility as human beings not to turn our backs on oppressed peoples who are being persecuted, bullied, and harmed. And so, you know, uh, the Jewish people are our brothers and sisters. We are grafted into the olive tree of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, we are part of the family. And, and we take that very seriously. It's a solemn responsibility. And I think we all have to play our part. Yes, you know, sir. I'm sitting here in South Florida, and um, I'm looking out the window. It's been a kind of cold day here, and it's been drizzly. And I'm and as Bill was speaking, I, I just looked out the window, and there's the most magnificent rainbow because the sun has decided to come out again. And and I just said to myself, what a great symbol for the words and the and the um, sentiments and the beliefs that that we have just heard that it is time for us to come together. The rainbow is a symbol of God's covenant. It's a symbol of hope. It's a symbol of tomorrow. And so um, this, is, um, this, is why, this is one of the ancillary benefits of us working together for Holocaust survivors is that in the very act of working together, we are bringing about this rainbow of many different colors and many different beliefs and we are bringing about a tomorrow that will be filled with hope and love. That's our prayer. Amen. That unity will certainly uh, come to the aid of Holocaust survivors and the nearing the end of their lives. Yes. So could you both talk to the anti-Semitism that we see rising even here in the United States these days? I'll just take I'll take that one head on since uh, my work is with uh, not just with Christian Women for Israel and Esther 414 Foundation, but uh, as someone who's being trained uh, with Yad Vashem, it's obvious that um, there's not enough leadership that speaks um, clearly, unambiguously, and um, and strongly. Um, I think you see a lot of leaders who are abdicating their role of responsibility to speak up. Um, and when there's no, when there's no responsible leaders coming together and speaking up, um, in that void, you have a lot of people who are, uh, motivated by a lot of hate filled messaging and obviously a lot of irresponsible rhetoric, not just in Washington, but all over the world. And, and obviously, anti-Semitism has been something that's existed since the time of Nebuchadnezzar, so it's not that it's new, 
but it goes through cycles and forms. And I think that what we haven't seen is the rise of anti-Semitism where we would see pogroms on a regular basis in America. And I think that should not only be alarming to anybody who's a human being um, that cares, that's filled with love and compassion, but it should be something that causes us to rise up as leaders to tone down and tamp down the temperature and the heat of all that we're seeing. And that's why uh, Esther 414 and Christian Women for Israel have come together with Morse Life and obviously Rabbi Howard Shapiro, who's a great leader in the community and his partner there, Irv Geffen and Keith Meyer, because this is the most important time we have in our history. And if we don't do something about it, we don't stand in that gap and we're not prayerful intercessors and we're not joining arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder with our Jewish brothers and sisters. I, I'm not forecasting the future. I'm just saying bad things happen when we don't do the things that we're supposed to do as human beings. And so we love our brothers and sisters. We're going to speak up as, uh, as much as we can. We're going to say it as clearly as we can to the world. That's a portion of which is filled with such hate and malignancy. We're going to say enough, never again, not under our watch. And we will do what, what is necessary to, to join arms and link arms and be together. And, and we don't let, as people of faith and people who lead in communities, we don't, we don't let the politics of the day rule our world. We follow what God's principles are, not what the political parties or principles are. So we're guided by love and compassion, and we're guided, guided by humanity and doing the right thing. And, um, and there's no better way to do that than work with Morse Life and, um, and the Federation on, on events that honor the living that we have respect for life and that honor with dignity those who are still living who have suffered great, great horrific tragedy. And now we have an opportunity where we didn't have the power, uh, you know, 75 years ago. We now have the power to do something about it right now, and that's why we're doing it. So, so we're, so we're not on television, so you can't see my head just going up and down in, in the tent. <laughs> Um, all I keep doing is nodding my head and saying, yes, 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 I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. If it weren't, you know, one of the things that the Holocaust teaches us, and one of the things that Holocaust survivors teaches us, is that they were alone. We didn't have coalitions then. We had individuals, the righteous Gentiles, as uh, Bill was saying, but we didn't have people of faith who were joining together as... Um, faith leaders and organizations, and uh, we, we just didn't have that. Uh, we can't, I, I think history teaches us, we can't fight anti-Semitism alone, because anti-Semitism is not the end. It's, uh, it's the beginning of the hatred. It's, you know, it's, it's the beginning of what's going to happen to people who are different and people who have uh, different beliefs. I mean, we go all the way back, as we have said all through this podcast, to the Book of Esther. I mean, Mordechai says to Esther, who knows, as, as we have said, who knows if it weren't for a time like this that you were brought to this place. So here we are um, understanding that this is our time, this is our place. We need to do what's right for Holocaust survivors, and we need to do what's right together as Jews and as Christians, for all people who are oppressed and fight Amen. this bigotry. 
So, Amen. So Rabbi. we're not uh, we're not operating in silos as Jews or Christians. We're working together, standing together with one another for this important cause. So how can people help? Give us some practical ways that we can help. Other than the, just the really obvious, which is making a donation that actually obviously provides for the food and the medicine and the home care and medical needs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, there's a lot in which people can do that doesn't involve writing a check. It's nice if you have the capacity to write a check because that will certainly help and go a long distance to reaching the goals that, that are there. But it's very important that people understand you can also volunteer and, and volunteer of your time and talents. That does require some training. There's an hour training program if you wish to serve. And obviously, uh, you know, Depending on the t- the talents and the time that you have, you can be plugged in. But more importantly, people should be uh, also spiritually, because uh, I know that this is Charisma Magazine and it's an um, audience of Christian believers. You know, we should be praying incessantly. We should be praying without ceasing. And um, we should follow what it says in Isaiah 62, where it says, For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. Well, we shouldn't remain silent. We shouldn't remain quiet. We should spend a lot of time in prayer, but we should also be sending a blessing to each one of these Holocaust survivors who's still living. And we should be asking for forgiveness for what happened. We should be making an amends for, for, for the fact that we as a Christian body didn't do the right thing 75 years ago until it was too late. And we should also let them know how much we love and care about them and how much we respect and love them and that we're there for them now. Nothing can erase the hideousness of the past, but a, but an honest, heartfelt, sincere amends goes a long way when people know that you mean it and when you're going to do the right thing going forward. So all we can do is that. And, um, and there are other things I'm sure Howard will highlight. Well, there was also, and, and that's a, that was beautifully said, and I know you, you really, it came from your heart and came from deep within you. Um, there was also, it came from the, uh, it came from the, Kis- it came from the Kiskas. <laughs> Kiskas, right, Kiskas. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to have to explain that much. to me. That means you're, <laughs> the gut, gut. <laughs> okay, your gut. I got you. <laughs> He knows too much Hebrew. Um, I did. I did grow up in Long Island, Rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was yeah, impressed. That one might I was be, impressed. So. That one might. <laughs> that one might be Yiddish, but um, <laughs> uh, there's also a an event happening on Monday, January 27th. Mm-hmm. Now I know not everybody who hears this is local to uh, West Palm Beach, but there is an International Holocaust Remembrance Day that is. International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and there is a ceremony happening at More Life, Moore's Life, an interfaith ceremony, uh, Monday, January 27th at 10 o'clock in the morning, and everybody is welcome. It's on the Moss Life campus um, in West Palm Beach, and I'm sure you can find them by just Googling Moss Life. That's another thing somebody can do if they're around here. Wonderful. And, uh, Bill, I want to go back and touch on something that you said about the Hebrew blessing card and perhaps asking for forgiveness. It's interesting, this 
this concept of asking for forgiveness, even though we were not there at the time during World War II. But we can certainly put ourselves in the place of those Christians at that time who didn't stand up for the Jewish people. Exactly. There's, you know, I've spent a lot of time, I've spent most of my time uh, involved with the Jewish community and, and building really deep and meaningful relationships. And the one thing, when, when people really trust you and they open up, um, the one thing that you realize um, that often doesn't get said is that a lot of Jewish people remember the past very vividly. And, and it's seared into their soul because it's very hard to imagine when you lose six million people that are your loved ones and that were your relatives, but there was another 1.5 million children Uh, Not only were they just children, but I can't even conceive having children myself that somebody would ever murder them or my loved ones, my aunts, my uncles, my mothers, my fathers. So if you try to put yourself into that human understanding of what has happened to this small population of people that's only maybe 16, 17 or 18 million people uh, in the world, which is less than two tenths of one percent of the seven billion people on the planet. You know, 50% of their population was erased in the Holocaust. And if you try to imagine that, if 50% of your family was erased, I don't think you would ever not only forget it, but you would harbor some really deep-seated anger and animosity inside your body. And, And so it goes a long way to hear someone say, even if we weren't there, that we are just deeply sorry, you know, sorry, for what happened. And not only are we sad and and sorry for what happened, but letting them know we are with you today and we will not let that happen again, ever, under any circumstances. And and that kind of um, peace um, comes over them to know that not only do they have a friend, but there's 700 million evangelical Christians around the world I think there's close to 60 or 70 million here in the United States. And obviously there's 2 billion Christians on the planet, but this is a large group and it counters the 16, 17 or 18 million minority uh, population of the Jewish people, half of which are in Israel and half of which are in the United States and scattered in other parts of the world. But the reality is at least they have a homeland and at least we're going to protect that homeland. And further to that, we're going to do our level best as human beings to stand up for our Jewish brothers and sisters and protect them. And we are going to say we will not forget the past. We know what happened. We acknowledge it. We're very deeply sorry about it. But we love you. And we want a new relationship with you. And that's the most that we can do. We can't change what happened. We can't go back in history and rewrite history. It is what it is, as they say. But we can do something about it now, which is why this campaign called Now is so important. And there's another Hebrew expression that's Deyanu, which means it would be sufficient if only that. And if, if all we can do is love our Jewish brothers and sisters, let them know we care, stand by them side by side, protect and bless Israel, pray for them incessantly, and make, and make an unambiguous statement to the world that we are there for them, that is Dayanu. That is sufficient. And that's what we need to be doing as Christians. 
Well, I'm so glad for your encouragement, for your challenge, for your, we might even call it admonishment. But uh, I think that many Christians don't realize that they need to be uh, this uh, responsive and this proactive to the Jewish community and even to the Holocaust survivors. So uh, I'd just like to thank you both for coming on here today and uh, for sharing with us this great need. And I'd like, and I'd like to thank Bill for, for I'd like to thank Bill for that beautiful coda, that last piece that we have he has shared with us that we can't change the past, but we can make sure the future is different from the past. And I and I, I love that I love that as a piece of faith. Yes. Thank you, thank you, Tadaraba, Rabbi, and and shalom to you and your lovely family, especially your wife Eileen. And thank uh, you. we love you. Thank you, and to you too. Well, as we come to a a close here on Charisma Connection, I'd like to uh, give some websites for people who want to respond to what they've heard here today. Uh, Bill, perhaps you could give us those websites. So Christian Women for Israel is www.christianwomenforisrael.org, and you can also go to... um, www.theester414foundation.org. Those two websites will encompass everything that you need um, to either align yourself with them or make a donation or do anything that you can to support. All their money is going towards causes that are Jewish and of interfaith. So um, they're good stewards. Peggy Peggy Kennedy and Leah Miles, who are co-founders of these two organizations, are amazing Esthers, amazing women of God and faith, and they are great stewards of whatever money is being given to them to make sure that it's appropriately allocated. Wonderful, and I know we had Pastor Leah along with uh, Dr. Frumer with us the last time. So I want to give those once again, christianwomenforisrael.org and the Esther414Foundation.org. So you'll want to uh, get involved, listeners, and we thank you both, Bill Callahan and uh, Rabbi Howard Shapiro, for being with us today on the Charisma Connection. Thank you. Take care and blessings. Thank you. Blessings to you both. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection. And be sure to also check out what I mentioned earlier about our new app that you'll want to take advantage of, charismamediaaudio.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.